To talk about monsters. Talk about monsters. Fucking that monster got a dick. Oh no! Oh no! Don't know. have to ask. Gonna have to find out. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Hi y'all. Hello. So I, for my uh, for my little cold open this week, I had a few different things, but I'm gonna narrow it down. One was I just wanted to read some of the things I've written down from the show that. I wanted to put on t-shirts at some point. Okay. <laughs> okay, I like this. So this these are the four that came from the same episodes. Bone Maker, which I liked that one. Mm-hmm. Nothing but bones. Nothing yeah. but bones. Always Very great. Good. Most people will be bones. I like, <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of like weird threat that that is. Most people will be bones. Um, and then all bones, exclamation point. Yeah, that episode really should have been called Oops All Bones. Oops All yeah. Bones. I mean, it was good. Uh, then I have... I'm a nymphogram, which was when we were talking about the the uh, written by the person who was born in 1915 yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I have greasy summer dogs, but I don't remember what that's from. I don't remember that at all. Greasy yeah. summer dogs? Other yeah. No, I don't think so. I think it was something we might have said off air. But I don't know why. Greasy it sounds a lot dogs. like something your partner would say, Joyce. Fair. <laughs> I don't know for sure. I mean, my dog is a greasy summer dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that don't. True. I don't remember talking about a little, little I don't summer know. wiener dog. I have it written down for some reason. Huh. Uh, then I also wrote down uh, a thing that I wish I had thought of when we were doing the, uh, the vegetable man. Um, because there is a song by pink floyd called vegetable man i ran into that a lot when i was doing the research for that episode um i didn't stop to listen to it i really should have all right so this is something i decided i wanted to talk about this is my thing um and it's it's a little cruel but (laughs) so it's just this is bad erotica written by morrissey i don't know if you all know of morrissey's book but it had a sex scene in it or it may have had more than that but this particular one was just relentlessly mocked um because man all right but i have an excerpt it was in the news it's been written everywhere so i know it's fine to read it's from morrissey's book list of the lost all right Eliza and Ezra rolled together into one giggling snowball of full-figured copulation, screaming and shouting as they playfully bit and pulled at each other in a dangerous and calamorous, clamorous, sorry, roller coaster coil of sexually violent rotation with Ezra's breasts barrel rolled across Ezra's howling mouth. Do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. And the pained frenzy of his bulbous salutation extenuating Uh, his 
excitement as it smacked its way into every muscle of Eliza's body, except for the otherwise central zone. Bulbous salutation? Mm-hmm. That was one sentence, by the way. Oh, God. Um, my point being, the reason I brought it up, <laughs> because, I mean, for one, it's just fun to hear really, really, like, over-the-top bad um, writing. It's just to point out, like, writing erotica is hard. Like, it's it's not an easy thing to do because you're essentially writing something that is a cringe subject already. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, most people feel cringy when they're reading about sex. Mm. Um, even people who love it, there's, like, that initial, like, Ugh. I mean, we do it when we read it to each other. We We all giggle and laugh and, like, can't look yeah. each other in the eye because it's still such a cringy subject. Yeah. Um, and it's difficult to, like, describe things in fun, playful, very literary ways where you feel like you're reading something, like, pretty, but also throw in, you know, like, cunt all of a sudden. You're just like, whoa, all right, <laughs> all right. So it's like, and so people just tend to accidentally do this thing when they're trying it out for the first time where they write things and they're trying to avoid saying those words. Yeah. And it's like, just say it. You got to. Just say it. Like, you can't say bulbous. I don't like. Bulbous salutation doesn't. If you just saw a bulbous salutation just alone somewhere, yeah. no one would think, oh, dick. Yeah. And uh, and absolutely no one would be like, I am now horny as fuck. <laughs> Like, I'm just imagining a little fat man saluting me from someone's crotch. And it just, no, I can't, do I can't for handle me. that one. Um, I think the issue with this one in particular is kind of what you're saying. is like, it was focused more on like vocabulary and like making a flow of pretty words or whatever. Um, yeah. But and, no sexy. And it's when you're. That's the other thing is when you're so sure that you need to describe things with several descriptive words each and every time, mm -hmm. which I do it too, but you need to break it up into sections. You yeah. can't just like write a sentence where every object that's being described has multiple descriptions for it because yeah. it just becomes so difficult to read. You get confused about like, wait, what is he describing now? Like yeah. what, like what's now being like yeah. a giggling snowball of full figured copulation. That's quite a bit to read. Mm -hmm. And then screaming and shouting as they playfully bit and pulled at each other in a dangerous and calamitous roller coaster coil of sexually violent rotation. So it's like so many filler words. Oh and then Ezra's, <laughs> Ezra's breasts barrel rolled across <laughs> Ezra's howling mouth in the pain frenzy of his bulbous salutation. There's so much pain and like ache and hurt. It's, well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it would hurt. It sounds like they're fucking rolling around. down they're the fucking fully wrestling. Yeah, yeah, but nothing. It, it honestly, as I read it, I feel like this is two people fighting each other and a third person watching and thinking it's sexual, mm. <laughs> but the two people are just <laughs> literally fighting. Yeah, kind of like when you see like two lizards and they're like fighting, and you're like, mm -hmm. "Oh, look, mom, they're fighting." You're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's keep on." sweetie <laughs> man they're really still fighting huh really, huh, really, going out. really really yeah it's like those videos of turtles having sex that were everywhere for a while just like oh boy 
And you'd hear like, oh, I can't clap. Do it. Clack. It. <laughs> it's like, because they're shells. Yeah, shells are clacking. Don't come up knacking when the shells are <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Should we, <laughs> should we go at it? Well, yeah. I mean, like we those can. turtles. I just, uh, like a couple of turtles. I guess my my main thing is that yes. this is a, this is hard to do. Yeah. And like anybody listening at home, if there's been one where you're like, that wasn't great. Like, mm-hmm. just remember that it's it's not easy to be a writer in general. And it's yeah. even harder to write something sexual without getting lost in the sauce for one. Like, Get man, lost. I just oh, that take me a while. Um, and writing from a perspective that isn't your own, like being able to tell a fantasy of a body that's not yours and things like that is very tricky. Um, I I guess I just wanted to like promote the people who have made things for this and just remind them that like you did a good job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we have, you doing a good job. We sweat every single time and all of us have awkwardly turned away and covered our faces and giggled like crazy because we're enjoying it so much. So please send us more. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Hello. Welcome to Love at First Sighting. Sex positive, kink friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. My name's Joyce. I'm your resident cryptid researcher. My pronouns are she, they, and I'm here with the Monster Book Report. Also joining me is Jim. Hey, I'm Jim, and I'm here to bring some monster erotica for us to enjoy to love. Mm, love it. And also joining me is Coco. Enjoy the love. It's yeah, really the sweet. love. You're just being so cute today. Okay. <laughs> I'm adorable. I'm adorable. Uh, hi. Guy. <laughs> I am Coco, and... Uh, I am a layman in the ways of scripture. <laughs> uh, and I, oh man, okay. <laughs> I'm a layman in the ways of cryptid. So I'm new to this whole sheboygle, but I PhD love, yeah. in sexuality. Don't, don't, don't. But uh, yeah, I have a background in gender and sexuality. And I also am a horny little boy who just wants to hear my friends read gross, gross, good stuff. (laughs) All right. So today I bring you Sasquatch's Himalayan relative, the Yeti. At least that's how he's usually viewed by us in the Western world. The Yeti is also known as the Wild Man of the Snows or the Abominable Snowman, among other names. So it seems like there's quite a few different versions of this creature. Um, The Yeti has a pretty interesting history. Speaking of, if I rambled off every fucking Yeti fact that I found, we'd be here, like, this would be a three hour long mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. So don't at me if it's not comprehensive enough. <laughs> Do your own damn research if you're displeased. <laughs> oh my. Anyway, there's a lot. I had to like pick and choose like yeah. what I'm going to talk about. So uh, many believe the Yeti is a mispronunciation of the Tibetan Sherpa word Yete which means either cliff-dwelling bear or animal of rocky places. This creature has been spotted all over Asian mountains from China to the Himalayas. 
Um, the story of the Yeti wouldn't hit the Western world until like the 19th century, early 20th century, but Tibetan stories of the Yeti date all the way back to the 12th century. Damn. Yeah. There is even evidence to suggest the Lepcha, I don't know if I pronounced that right, people worship a glacier being as the god of the hunt even before that. Is it the same creature? Not sure. Couldn't really find confirmation. Um, but just a note, the Lepcha are among the indigenous people of India and Nepal. They can also be found in Bhutan, Tibet, and Darjeeling. So anywho, the early Tibetan stories describe the creature as an ape-like muscular over six feet tall, not tall enough for Jim, <laughs> walking on two legs and covered in reddish-brown fur. Of course, we in the north... That's uh, just me. <laughs> it, I mean, a little bit. <laughs> of course, we in North America commonly think of the Yeti as a Bigfoot-like creature with pure white fur yeah. and fangs, and usually with an aggressive temperament, but not so much. According to Tibetan stories, there are varying types of Yetis, uh, some like the one I described, a little bit more docile, and then there's also larger ones that walk on all fours and prey on livestock. They're a little more aggressive. Um, Yetis are said to be nocturnal creatures. They are omnivores, sustaining themselves on the local flora and fauna, usually small rodents, frogs, and such. The Yeti's cry is said to be a high-pitched scream or whistle. Per Tibetan stories and reports, it's far more common. It's, it's far more common to hear a Yeti than to see one. Hmm. Um, didn't know this bit, but the Yeti has many ties to Buddhism. Uh, Yetis and another iteration of them, the Mete or the Man Bear, are common figures seen decorating temples and Buddhist scrolls. According to the 12th century religious text, the Mete and humans share a common ancestor. The Mete is a creature straddling the line, not being fully human, but not being fully animal. Hmm. Um, somewhere in between. Um, I know all that. That's cool. Yeah. In, in these texts, they also talk about like the specific realm that's just for Yetis. And they can move back and forth from that. So maybe they're interdimensional, which I know y'all fucking nut over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm nutting. I know, God, I can hear you nut. <laughs> I can hear you nut. Oh, boy. I just hear like the, like, <laughs> just the shoots clap? against the wall. Oh, okay. I was like, a clap? Um, <laughs> my flaps are clapping. <laughs> my flaps is clapping. Don't come a rapping when my flaps is clapping. <laughs> Yetis are usually depicted in Tibetan stories as both kind and malevolent in nature. Uh, one story is pretty similar to that old like uh, lion and the mouse thing. It talks about a yogi helping a Yeti by removing a thorn from its foot. And then the Yeti thinks the yogi, which I know this gets confusing, with a tiger for him to skin. Mm -hmm. Is that the thing people like to do? Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> there was a Buddhist religious leader who claimed to have countered several yetis on a spiritual pilgrimage from India to Nepal. He supposedly stayed in various caves on the way and it was noted saying that friendly yetis helped him gather food and water so he could focus on his meditation. Um, more interestingly, it is said that when the yetis died, he kept its scalp and put it on display in a temple he built in 1667. He treated it as a holy relic. Uh, more on that in a minute. Later, we, uh, don't, we don't skin parts off of our our favorite people. And put I them know on it seems kind of fucked up. I like, feel like yeah. I've heard about this skull. I'm sure you have, and it's pretty. It's kind of famous. Um, there's also even more famously a mummified yeti hand that was added to the collection. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that one. Yeah. The monks refused to allow people to take it or to study it. But of course, some dick, uh, American by the name of yeah. Peter Burns, stole some of the finger bones, replacing them with human ones. My question is, where'd you get those fucking human bones, Peter? Mm-hmm. I found them on the trail. No big deal. <laughs> he Just was kept walking around going, hey, who's got bones? Anybody yeah. got bones? <laughs> This happened in 1959. Um, kind of, you were talking about some shady ass Indiana Jones shit earlier. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of basically that. He was part of a expedition for uh, this guy named Tom Slick, who is known for his searches for Bigfoot, the Loch Ness monster, and such creatures. Sounds like someone mm-hmm. who no perfect name runs a, a underground magazine that tricks people into yes. spending money on my pillow or whatever. <laughs> Ah, my name's Slick. Um, also, the weirdest part about the the whole mummified Yeti thing, I read that Jimmy Stewart, actor Jimmy Stewart, was involved, yeah. and he smuggled the hand back to Britain. Yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I no, it wasn't. I I was listening to some other podcast where they just do weird facts about yeah. everything. But yeah. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Taking this hand back to Britain. Well, well, this is my hand. Well, this is my hand. This is my grandma's hand. I'm just taking it home. Um, I don't know what happened to his voice there. Turned on a foghorn leg horn. A little bit more on this hand before we move on. In 1961, a primatologist from the London University would examine the bones, burn, stole, and concluded it was most likely belonging to a Neanderthal. Um, 1991, on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, shout out Robert Snack. They tested the tissue from the mummified hand and determined they were similar to human tissue but were not human and could only verify that they were near human. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to the the timeline. I'm getting a little uh, overzealous. So the Yeti hit the West when naturalist Brian H. Hodgson wrote a book on the animals in Nepal. It was only in a footnote, but he told of an incident involving frightened hunters fleeing what they believed to be a wild man. These local hunters would tell him that the creature was covered in dark fur, walked upright, and had no tail. Um, the name Vomitable Snowman was coined in 1921, the year Lieutenant Colonel Charles Howard Burry led the 1921 British Mount Everest recogn- recognizance expedition, which he chronicled in his book. Mount Everest, the recognizance. <laughs> Real creative. Um, in the book, Howard Burry, in- Howard Burry includes an account of crossing the word I can't pronounce, where he found pr- footprints that he believed were probably caused by a large loping wolf. I guess like kind of like mm-hmm. um, limping, uh, which in the soft snow kind of formed like double tracks rather than those of Rather, that looked rather like those of a barefooted man. He adds that the Sherpa guides at once volunteered that the tracks must be that of the wild man in the snows, to which they gave the name Meto Kangmi. Meto translates as man bear, and Kangmi translates as snowman. A reporter who interviewed members of the expedition mistranslated the words, which they took to mean filthy, but instead the reporter decided to publish it as abominable, and the name stuck. I guess they thought it sounded better. Big surprise. Yeah, big surprise. Taking Some liberties. White dude just coming in being like, eh, abominable sounds better. Abominable this is good sounds PR right. right here. Yeah, I like it. 
So you got teeth. Got biggest, biggest chainsaw blades. Yeah, she said abdominal. Abdominal. He was talking about how he's ripped, and everybody just misunderstood. Got the D'Angelo's. A photographer in 1925 named N.A. Tombazi, Tombazi, either one, near Zimu Glacier. God, I forgot how many words there are in this. <laughs> There's a lot of words. Uh, when he saw, and I quote, unquestionably, the figure in outline was exactly like a human being, walking upright and stopping occasionally to pull at some dwarf rhododendron bushes. It showed up dark against the snow, and as far as I could make out, wore no clothes. He would later see tracks of this creature that were similar in shape to those of a man, but only six to seven inches long by four inches wide. The prints were undoubtedly those of a biped. Per him. All this talk of wild men prompted several hunting expeditions by Westerners to find the creature, both mountain climbers and Yeti hunters. So the footprint was six to seven inches long, four inches wide? Yes. That's like my hand. (laughs) It ain't no Bigfoot. That's Babyfoot. <laughs> well, technically, it's not Bigfoot. It's Yeti. It's Yeti. They're yeah, different. I thought it was Yeti. Yeti was the Bigfoot of the North. Oh, well, again, I said earlier that we might have some misconceptions yeah, here in the West. That could be a monkey. It could very much be a monkey. I still think that just some, like, gruff and tumble Dutch guy got lost out there and <laughs> was, like, you know, just walking around being like, I love the mountains. Dick a-swinging. Dick, Dick a-swinging. Dick a-swinging. And he just was like, this is where I live now. And all the people in the area were like, what the fuck what is the that? Fuck is that? Just, just, some, just some guy. Some gigantic, red-haired creature. <laughs> so... Um, mountain climbers and Yeti hunters both have claimed to see strange footprints. Worth noting, this was also a time when many Westerners came to traverse and explore uh, Mount Everest. Um, as y'all might know, Mount climbing Mount Everest and all that around that is kind of problematic, especially to the local people. Um, and it, I think there's some documentary that someone mentioned to me the other day, but it, you know, people constantly like pollute and throw garbage mm-hmm. and also risk their life and the life of their guides and all sorts of fucked up shit. Yep. 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 People. It's, it's hmm. also just such a like patriarchal capitalist ideology of like, I got to get to the top of this and prove to everybody I'm a good businessman. You're like, what the fuck? Are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. It's, oh, it's wannabe alpha energy. Yeah, no, for sure. I say that loving to climb mountains. I just don't like the the um what it's become as far as well, the yeah. mentality it's behind like a, it. It's like similar to like that Instagram thing. Like I need to get to this spot so I can take the picture and show that I'm privileged enough to go to the top of whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. There's I've heard many a horror stories about people with money but without preparation trying mm-hmm. to do this um so yeah that's that's a whole nother podcast um the hunting craze was so popular for the yeti that the nepalese government started charging and requiring special yeti hunting licenses to foreigners to find the beast so they, smart get yeah, that money yeah good on them um much of the yeti craze was prompted by an infamous photo by eric shipton the black and white image features a rather large track in the snow with a pickaxe for scale the footprint is the length of the axe head from what i read the footprint is like 13 inches lengthwise um 
that was taken on Mount Everest at about 18,000 feet. Of course, much later, many indicators or many things indicated that this was probably a hoax and made its authenticity questionable. Um, from my research, this was around the time that the Yeti story split into the main directions, the two main, the beliefs of the Tibetan Sherpas and the more Western ideas of it being an unidentified hominid. Uh, many scientists as well as explorers and hunters were among the throngs of people making the trek to these mountains. Around 1955, expeditions to find the Yeti came hard to come by due to growing tensions once again between the Chinese and Tibetan people. One such expedition did manage to slip through and was even allowed to borrow the aforementioned Yeti scalp. We're getting mm. back to it. As long as one of the temple elders could accompany it, they wanted to use this opportunity to raise money to build schools in Nepal. So good on oh, them yeah. again. Yeah. Um, Three different studies of the scalp revealed it to be sarrow flesh. Sarrow is a goat-like animal, just FYI. Mm. So it's like a goat hide. Mm. It's not, no, I'm sorry to burst well, your bubble. but at least he didn't scalp his friends. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, like. Maybe that's it, is he was like, I'm not going to actually scalp my buddy, but I'm going to tell everybody that so that they know how great he was. Yeah, maybe it's like symbolic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm almost to the end. So, symbolically scalped my friend. <laughs> Which, what's more fucked up, actually? Really scalping your friend or saying you scalped your friend? I mean, it just depends. Saying, like, I, you know, no, naturally, saying, but... it's a dead body. I don't, I yeah, don't really see the difference. I'm not but... hurt too much by people doing stuff to dead bodies. So, what if, like, well, I took your skull and put it on my mantle. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, that'd be I, so I mean, cool. I You're asking the wrong person. Like, yes. Yeah, I guess do that's that. true. Now, don't do that to me. Just say, oh, okay. I mean, oh, yeah. I guess don't. I'll get rid of my shrine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my skull's the last piece of yeah, the shrine. Yeah, it's just all your else. hairs <laughs> made into a little doll. God, there's a lot of hair. Um, all right, <laughs> get back on track. Since then, there have been many potential Yeti artifacts and such taken in for analysis. That includes bone, hair, skin, even fecal matter. Uh, most often comes back as being from a bear. One such hair sample seemed to come from a Paleolithic polar bear, which is pretty interesting. Um, that was in the early 2000s. And as you may have guessed, the idea of the Yeti or abominable snowman that we have in the West pretty much came from that old Christmas special, that Rankin Bass uh, Rudolph thing, the Bumble. Yeah. Bumble's bounce. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he was so sweet after they took all of his teeth out. Speaking of fucked up things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. He's like, well, I can't eat you now, so I guess I'll be your buddy. I'll guess your I like applesauce now. now. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe his teeth just hurt. Maybe, yeah. It was he just needed to go be a dentist. Gotta go to the dentist, get all his well, pouchy like teeth out. That one elf was a dentist. Remember, he wanted mm -hmm. to be a dentist. But so. yeah. He's the one that takes them all out. If I remember yeah. right, there was some implication that his teeth were hurting him. Okay. But That's even better. still, it's like now the rest of his life, was, somebody he else was. had to chew his He was, he was like clawing at his mouth. Him. It was like, he's like, ow, Oh, I do hurts. remember that. But like, he needs something to eat with. Yeah. Should have put some wood choppers in there. Yeah, some some George Washingtons yeah, in there. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> oh, throw God. a George Washington in there. All right, the theory bit, and then I'm handing over the gym. Uh, theories range from animal displaced due to the search for food, some sort of bear, like Tibetan blue bear or Himalayan brown bear or Asian black bear, um, purely stories, Neanderthal, the missing link, cryptid, or yet to be identified animal. 
Monkeys. Mic drop is the Yeti. <laughs> I have to say that the whenever people talk about the missing link, it always drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> they found like, it. There's like hundreds of skull collections of animals moving directly from ape to human, yeah. and they're very, very clearly in a row yeah. and acting like there's like some unknown gap in there. It's like, yeah, of course there's gaps, but like we have more than enough. <laughs> It's like having a full, like a deck of cards that's complete, except you're missing like a two of diamonds and an eight of spades. And everyone being like, well, I don't know if there's a connection between these, <laughs> these things. Cause I mean, <laughs> it doesn't go all the way through. So maybe they're not related. And you're just kind of like, <sighs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, anytime you mention any kind of Bigfoot adjacent creature, this is always the thing you come up on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know, it's it's like on the edge, the precipice of like conspiracy stuff and like things like that, which is on the precipice of problematic I would be more inclined to believe in uh, some incredibly isolated neanderthal communities surviving for an incredibly long period of time up until that point before they were kind of just pushed out of existence but i would be more inclined to believe that than any of the yeah. other stuff because it seems far more well it's like, like plausible than yeah. just about anything else i have a friend who did like one of those 23 and me things mm -hmm. but supposedly they have like neanderthal blood yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty much everybody does. I do. Hmm. Not a lot. but so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was like a lot, but it was enough that that person felt like mentioning it. I'm like, okay. Cool. Cool beats. Cool on ya. Cool on ya. All right. So the question is, does the Yeti fit? The Yeti fucks. It sure does. Really? Yeah. <gasps> I mean. I thought it, we were just going to end the episode. No, it doesn't. No, that's it. Spittoon's full. Ding. All right. So we, I'm starting out with a short Yeti story before we get to the big one. Mm -hmm. um, just because it is so bad and it's so funny. <laughs> and it's it's written on purpose to be bad. Yeah. So like it's not me yeah, being Yeah, we're not ass being assholes. No, not like being please assholes. write to us still. Please, please, please. Please write to us. But this one's this one's on purpose bad to be funny, and it made me laugh, so I thought I would share. Is there any content warnings for this one? Can we maybe uh, put that before? Can we okay. on that in because I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah. Don't yeah, yeah. Just asking. Okay. Yeti. Oh, that's me. I wrote that. Sorry. <laughs> that's just so I knew what was. This I one. love this title. Yeti. Expedition Yeti Dick. Is the title. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm fully. I, I feel like I've received a gift. Mm -hmm. By Gold Galaxy T. And this was found on an archive of our own. Sweet. So thank you, Gold Galaxy T. This is very funny and I enjoyed it. You were on vacation at Disney World with your super duper looper amazing friends. Sounds like a pretty awesome time, right? Wrong. Oh. Twist. <laughs> Twist. No one wanted to listen to your presentation on why Disney should fix the amazing Yeti from Expedition Everest. The big furry cutie deserved to move 
not just be stuck in disco mode liter- for literally ever. <laughs> disco yeah. mode? I don't know. I've, I've I guess, never, I've not Yeah, I was going to say, I guess he's doing like the Boogie Nights uh, stance uh-huh. or something. I don't know. I, I guess I so. Know. I haven't been to Disney World. So that know. seems disrespectful. <laughs> Get your big Yeti and put him in a fucking Boogie <laughs> Nights stance. Yeah. You had the PowerPoint up and ready on your phone every time you were all waiting in line for a ride, but everyone was stinky and told you to stop simping over an animatronic. (laughs) And so you shit on their shoes. Quit simping. Quit simping over the Yeti, you dummy. (laughs) Now smell my stink. Feeling bluer than Stitch's alien ball sacks, you left your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. I see you. <laughs> bluer than Stitch's alien ball sack. Oh boy. This you left sick. your friends behind and went to ride the greatest ride ever. Cue an over-the-top dramatic drum roll. (laughs) Yeah. Expedition Everest. So for the entire day, you rode the coaster over and over again, forcing everyone in line to listen to your PowerPoint and making them sign your petition to get the Yeti fixed back to tippy... fixed back to tip-toppy-shapey. Yep. Also the PowerPoint, like I'm imagining them having a full screen that they brought. <laughs> yeah, they like a little projector. Yeah. Before you knew it, it was dark as fuck outside. That meant the park would be closing soon. Sad face. <laughs> I'm waiting for Uwu to come in here. Uwu, I don't know. We might get there. I don't know. Sadly, you got into the coaster cars for your final ride. If only the night didn't have to end. You were so fucking sad, you didn't even notice that you were the only one boarding the ride. Fuck yeah! You screamed internally once you realized you had the entire train to yourself. I get to have the front seat! Mood, bibbity, bobbity lifted, you happily strapped yourself in with a borderline orgasmic scream. The ride began. Zipping and zooming along the tracks, you were in a state of pure bliss. It was so fucking fun, you felt like coming right then and there. It was Jesus all. <laughs> Shit. I don't know. I'm alone on a roller coaster. <sighs> it was all shits and giggles till you got to the part with the Yeti and the train suddenly stopped. Yo, what the fuck? But hee hee hee. But before you could freak out and before you could freak out about being trapped in heaven, an ever awesome miracle happened. The Yeti was moving. Finally, they fixed it. Ah, oh, the Yeti picked you up. <laughs> this is all caps. <laughs> all I can imagine is this person like running to their friends and be like, I fucked the Yeti. And them all just being like, what? <laughs> you did what? Excuse me. There's a camera there. You know that, right? Like it's on the screen. The, like <laughs> like the, 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 the roller coaster yeah. screen. Everyone's giving thumbs up. The big brown boy held you in his massive hairy hands, his sexy, lifeless eyes staring at you like an... (laughs) 
staring at you like an all-you-can-eat buffet. You shook violently from his lusty stare, heat quickly filling your crouch. Your crouch? <laughs> you, you couldn't control yourself. The Yeti was just too goddamn sexy. Despite your horny state, you wanted to cry. You couldn't fuck... Wait, you couldn't fuck the Yeti? Wait, ho hold up. Sorry, I'm reading this wrong. Despite your horny state, you wanted to cry. You couldn't fuck the Yeti. He was a family theme park animatronic, so he didn't have a giant meat stick that was being rubby-dub-rubbed <laughs> against your whole what? All caps. Your whole what? If you were to metaphorically take a measuring tape and measure the Yeti's peen, it would be three foot long and one foot wide, which makes what? sense. <laughs> Wait a second. Holy Fuck! <laughs> One foot wide? <laughs> I don't know. How big is this fucking Yeti? How big is this person We're that getting... they're getting ready for this? Which makes sense. He's 25 feet tall. Big people have big peepees. Does it say That's that? That's not always yes, true, but does. I do like... Oh my god. I thought this was a gym fact. No, this my... is not. Nothing of this, <laughs> this is, is me. This is a gym fact. So like, hey guys, big people have big peens. Yeah, no, not always. No. No, definitely not. Speaking of, what the fuck was Walt Disney into? Not that you were complaining, because it meant that the Yeti could fuck you into tomorrow land. Yeah, it's called death. <laughs> With a... Do you want to pass into the next plane? Yeah. With a start, you noticed the Yeti's robo-fingies had ripped your clothes off while you were busy kink-shaming Walt, and were now forcing them into your privy parts. Somehow his hands... Oh no. Oh god. Privy parts. <laughs> Your privy pots. Somehow Your privacy. His, my pri my privacy. Somehow his hand sausages were magically lubed. Okay, seriously, what the hell, Disney? Loud ass moans and groans spilled from your mouth as he fondled your juicy insides. Before you knew it, your hole was gaping wire, wider than the entirety of Disney World, and the Yeti was preparing to penetrate you with his ding-dong. With a mighty Yeti roar, he rammed his hairy pee-pee inside of you with his... <laughs> <laughs> then you woke up in the hospital because you'd had a severe stroke. <laughs> With a mighty Yeti roar, he rammed his hairy pee-pee inside of you with one mighty Yeti thrust. A scream tore your vocal cords as his cock tore open your insides. His big ol' Yeti sausage was way too big for your tiny human meat hole. You were too lost in the dick sauce, though, to feel your organs being rearranged like a home makeover show. All you felt... <laughs> All you felt was one... <laughs> All you felt was 100% all-natural, pure pleasure. The Yeti pounded away at your insides, paced super fast and hard and rough and S-P-I-C-Y. Spicy. Your orgasm was approaching faster than Test Trek and a yeet... I don't know, I don't know what Test Trek is. Maybe it does anything. With a yee-haw, you nutted. Bodies... Bodies... <laughs> Oh. 
with a yee-haw you nutted, body spasming as it was overtaken by how fucking awesome you felt. Soon after, the Yeti bust a nut in your tight heat, roaring loudly as he kept pumping his thick, gooey jizz deeper into you. Once again, what the fuck, Disney? Why the heckle... Why the heckle do your animatronics come? Holy shit, do they all do that? What if... Your train of thought broke off as you passed out, literally fucked unconscious by robo-yeti dick. And then you died. (laughs) The yeti disposed of its used cum sock, a.k.a. dear reader, back... Wait, hold on. (laughs) The yeti... The Yeti disposed of its used cum sock, a.k.a. you, dear reader, back where it found it. As soon as he placed you back in the train, it started up and zoomed back to the station. This wasn't going to be easy to explain to the cast members. The end. Just, like, get to the end, and you're just, like, cum oozing out of every orifice of your body. You're just like, Okay, so let me tell you... (laughs) Like you eating marshmallows. The just, just me. Oh my <laughs> Did god. Did you fall on the track? You look terrible. <laughs> chewed up and spit out. Oh god. Uh, wow. That was that was something. That I I just I had to. It's yeah. Fair. I yeah. had to. If you yeah, bring all those. That was wonderful. That there was, is another one coming that is much like that. I love it. Sweet. I like it. Oh. <laughs> It was um, so just so funny and so bad. And just thank you very much for that. Because sometimes you don't want it to be serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Coming with a yeehaw is... (laughs) I've never done it, but now I want to. Not with a yeehaw. I'm like, oh, I gotta gotta come with a yeehaw. I, I, (laughs) at one point, came up with yeet-haw. And (laughs) that's one that we do all the time. Like, yeet them haws, baby. So, you have another story though for us as well. I do indeed. This is by a. um, Can we say friend of the show? We hope so. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I I believe. Yeah, yeah, we're good on that front. Yeah, this is um, Sibley Stamps, correct? Wrote this Mm -hmm. this banger that we're about to read. Yep. Sweet. Thank you, Sibley. Yep. I'll get. I'll get the. Get them, get them socials out. So this is titled "Enticing the Yeti," a mm. busty size kink monster sex short by Sibley Stamps. Hell yeah! And let me see if I can uh, find the. This is about Sibley Stamps page on here because I would like to. Here we go. About the author, Sibley Stamps, dinosaurs, cryptids. Monsters and tentacle aliens need love too, and that's where Sibley, sorry, and that's where Sibley Stamps comes in. Born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, USA, Sibley has been a writer and artist since childhood. All book covers in the Stamps collection are the author's own work. Sibley's fiction is available on most major platforms where eBooks and print paperbacks are sold. If you enjoy the art and writing and have a few seconds to spare, please rate review to support an indie author. Want to chat with a writer? Come talk monsters and catch new book announcements on Twitter, at Sibley Stamps. Hell yeah. Go do it, everyone. And just to say, I don't know if we did, uh, Sibley is S-I-B-L-E-Y, and then Stamps, like the word S-T-A-M-P-S. Sweet. All right, so we're not going to read the whole story because this was bought 
And if you want to read the whole story, go buy it. Please do. Do it. Please do. Please support people who are doing the same kind of fun shit that we're doing. Oh, yeah. Bring in eroticism and fun and monsters to everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, but this is just a little, a little sexy snippet from the story. So, let's get into it. With his enormous size and thick fur, the Yeti enveloped her as he crowded in from behind. His broad wall of a chest leaned forward over her back. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> All right. I got to think of what very horny, huge boobs <laughs> sounds like. <clears throat> yes. Danny urged, feeling the huge head of his cock slide deep between her thighs. The creature's hands were on either side of her. His body curved around hers. She felt the huge cock slide in her own wetness as he thrust between her thighs and wriggled in anticipation. Yes. Come on, I want it. She reached behind her with one hand, his fingers hardly wrapping around the sheer girth of them, and shakily tried to guide him to her pussy. The creature gave a warning rumble and pushed her to bend over further with a huge hand on her bare back. Danny felt a throb of arousal at being manhandled, quickly submitting and positioning herself how he wanted her. The Yeti thrust between her thighs a few more times, deep, sharp, firm thrusts, and then slipped back enough to change position, rubbing his cock between the cheeks of her ass now. <sighs> Danny groaned, feeling the hot slide of him urging against her harder and harder. After a moment, he found the right angle, his huge cock sinking deep into her pussy. Danny gasped hard at the way he stretched her open, but her body opened for him, taking as much as he could give her. If she stopped and thought about it, the sheer absurdity of being fucked by a yeti and enjoying it was too much to believe. Luckily, she was too turned on to think. As the creature drew back and plunged in even deeper, Danny made mewling cries she hardly recognized as her own voice, shuddering with pleasure beneath him. God, oh God, she whimpered clutching at the furs on the floor as he burst into deep, rhythmic thrusts. Danny's legs shook with the force of his efforts, her hot wetness streaming down the insides of her thighs. She felt so full, so indescribably satisfied by his cock. She didn't even care that she was on a cave floor doing it with a monster most people didn't believe existed. The Yeti's breaths came hot and huffing against Danny's hair as he pumped in and out of her, and she sank into the rhythm of it all, the way his motions rocked her whole body back and forth, setting her breasts to jiggling and swaying where they were pressed between her arms. When he pushed her to bow forward again, Danny went without resistance, moaning loudly as her chest and face were pressed into the animal fur on the floor. She dug her fingers into the fur again and gripped, handful of, and gripped handfuls of it as he laid into her even harder, sliding her forward and back on her knees. Oh, ah! Danny cried out, seeing stars. He had just hit the right angle, and it was driving her crazy. The Yeti was driven on by her cries. The louder she got, the harder he fucked her. Danny could take no more, and nearly sobbed as pleasure bloomed between her legs, her orgasm fluttering and milking her lover's enormous shaft. She felt as well as heard the intense groan he gave, and then he was wrapping a furry arm around her waist, drawing her back. 
Danny went with it, still awash in the pleasure and intensity of her climax. Yet he held her back against his chest and took her from below, sitting her on his lap to bounce on his cock as he hammered upward. There was no control anymore. Danny took every inch of him up to the hill with each thrust. She threw her head back and moaned loud and shameless. Oh shit! Oh fuck yes! Fuck me! Yes! Her voice sent him into a flurry of rapid thrusts, and the next thing Danny knew, the creature was breathing in harsh, unsteady gasps. She gripped his arm as he tipped over the edge, pumping her soul full that she felt it gush out onto that she felt it gush out onto his lap. Fuck, fuck, she was coming again already from that, crying out from pleasure and shuddering in his firm hold. Heat. That was the first thing that came to Danny's mind when she awoke. She raised her head and found herself laying across the Yeti's massive furry chest, naked and sore in the best way. The creature was sleeping, drawing slow, long breaths as he held her in his giant arms. Danny ran her fingers through the fur on his chest breathing in the heavy scent of sex that was still on the air inside. She'd have to go back eventually, let her friends know she was okay. But all urgency had been lost. What difference did it make if she stayed missing a couple more days? She was safe and warm here, and had better things to do than ski. A spicy meatball. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sibley. Thank you, Sibley. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, my my shouts. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, seek Sibley out, y'all. You know, obviously we missed out on the you know who is who is Danny. You yeah, know, how'd yeah, they yeah. get there? There's a whole story. Yeah, that's why you gotta get the book. That's yeah, why yeah. you gotta get it. Mm-hmm. And then you get context for the sexy scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe some other. Oh, there's some, you'll, you'll learn about a little bit of what Danny's got working for her, Ooh. which sound good to me. Ooh. <laughs> Rudy Toot. Rudy Toot. Love it. I like that you saying that basically immediately drew a person in my head. I was like, ah, got it. Ah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Super tall. Super tall. <laughs> the running gag that won't die. That's, it's not, it's not wrong. I know. Not wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing. Not wrong. It's okay. It's okay. So, would you all fuck the Yeti? Both of these Yetis sound um, challenging. <laughs> That's but a good let's word for it. The, the three foot long animatronic <laughs> one dick. Foot one foot wide dick. One foot wide dick. We can skip that one and just go with the. Uh, no, it didn't actually say the size. Just it was considerable. Just, it was considerable, mm-hmm. but we did not say how big. So yeah. I doubt three foot long and one foot long. I'm I'm still gonna err on the side of caution and say, nah, not not this time. It's <laughs> gonna pass on this one. But... Yeah, I don't need to go to the hospital. <laughs> she plays it safe. I know. What about Coco? you? Coco? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how horny I was in the moment, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's usually like at a consistent seven out of eight. Of, of horniness. <laughs> but is this also when you're in fear? You know, because you would probably mm-hmm. be afraid if you ran into this big ass Yeti. But then again, if you're freezing cold, because like context, you know, yeah, you yeah. would know what the context. I'm not going to say. But like if you're freezing cold and you're trying to make warmth and not die, like maybe it'd be like, oh, we got to fuck. I mean, we kind of have to. 
I've for used science? that one. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to freeze to death. We're going to freeze to death. I've made jokes about that one for okay. sure. Oh, boy. Well, we, could, we could get warm the old-fashioned way. <laughs> Let's uh, get naked. I'm playing oh. Twister. <laughs> Oops, my dick slipped in. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Dick on green. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Oopsie poopsie. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <sighs> Sweet. That's the episode. Yeah. It was good. Like cool. It. Cool. All right. Hey. Thanks. Hey. Thanks to all of y'all for listening. And again, big old thanks to Sibley Stamps for sharing that story with us, giving us permission. Find them on Twitter and buy their books. We're all ebooks and yeah. they said paperback as well. Oh shoot, I don't remember. It's but okay. Probably. Um can... and the artwork on the mm-hmm. front is by Sibley as well, which is yeah. really cool because art is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So go check them out. Um hey, we're on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Love at First Sighting. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LaughsPod. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. Coco does a really bang up job of keeping our social fresh and putting stuff on there. You know, announcements and all that jazz. We have a website. It's LaughsPod.com. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D.com. Uh, we have links to our Patreon, which money please um that keeps us uh makes it a little bit easier for us to keep doing this labor of love um has some about us section you know we'll learn a little bit about each of us it has episodes and social links but it also cryptid cupid form which is to provide feedback to submit your own writings please 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 uh and also to submit stuff that you find that other people have written um yeah, like please submit some writings to us. We'll read it. We'll give you a big old shout out. Um, yeah, we really need more stuff. The well is drier than I thought. Um, and we like our wells to be wet. Yeah, we need a moist well. Moist well. <laughs> moist well. <laughs> a well moisted well. A well moisted well. Um, also, give us a review on the podcast, like, um, you know, thing you use to listen to podcasts. What are words? Reviews help us out, gets us higher in the charts and stuff. And, uh, you know, we also would really like feedback. Like, Mm -hmm. we love doing this show, but we want to make it better. But we can't really do that and learn unless we hear feedback. Also, with a show like this, um, you know, a lot of people don't go on to podcast sites and type in uh, cryptid fucking. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, obviously, we would. We would. Most (laughs) of you listening would. But not everyone would. So uh, it's also just tell your friends, tell people about us, yeah. um, share that this is uh, fun. And even for people who aren't actually into this particular kink, it's still quite silly and enjoyable. We know we have friends who this isn't their thing. But they <laughs> yeah, most of our friends don't want to fuck monsters, but they still think it's funny. Yeah. They still yeah. they still enjoy a good time. Yeah, we're wholesome, but horny, you know, mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. at us. Uh, and this is this is truly a labor of love, but it's also a labor of lust. Oh, I see what you did there. I like mm-hmm. it. Shoo. Lusty busty, labor of love. <laughs> All righty. Well, if no one has anything else, watch Shadow Sweeties. Stay horny, babes.
Yo, yeehaw on a Yeti dick. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.